0: Hi, everyone. Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of White Label American. Thank you all for joining us today. If you are really into this podcast, go on Apple, hit that five stars and a positive review. If you're into giving support, go on Patreon, become a patron a, um, a patron of my podcast. And um, big thank you to Rodney uh, representing Ghana and Russia at the same time for becoming the newest patron We appreciate you thanks for your support and hey continue to bring your friends your family and loved ones they can all support too also you can get our t-shirts at vetclothing.com in your favorite colors and yeah go out there keep liking loving subscribing keep support coming in it's an independent podcast so we need all the support we can get so with that being said i have a superstar in the house she's um uh, into fashion she's into media she's a moderator strategy consultant outreach specialist contract tracer she's super mom she's everything board trustee on berkeley college But what, what name it she's everywhere she's everywhere she's um one of the people who i saw moderating last year and i borrowed some of her skill set so she, she's an inspiration and I'm so honored and glad to have Busingi.
1: Yes. <laughs> Matsiko
0: Andan, a.k.a. Busi. So I almost butchered the name again. <laughs> I, I thought I already got it just now, but yeah. You got it right. Okay. So welcome to the studio and thanks for joining us. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well, Raphael. I'm really humbled by what you just said about me, I think I need to meet that person.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad I've met the person already. I've, 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 I've known you for over a year. And yeah, from the first day I, I met you, I, I was blown away by your skills. And, you know, before that, me would have said, oh, I'm not going to talk to this person because we had, there was a slight disagreement. But it was still, um, it's not even a disagreement. It was just, a little not even understanding I would just say just, yeah, just no, timing, not just timing that yeah. was
1: COVID times but, yeah so when, but, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. and we just couldn't connect so. co- coordinate yeah properly. but it was but it, I, think,
0: it, I don't think there was even close to a disagreement no. but, but that's why I always still kept in touch and you kept in touch in your own way and I'm so glad that we got to be in the studio today finally so, and you've also helped out this podcast in your own way without even realizing it because you you've been a supporter so big thank you for uh, coming to the show so um thank you so let's much that's Diving to you um first of all wh- where was bussy's place of birth, and what was childhood like for her?
1: I was born in um uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, and um I grew up in um Zambia, um, as well as in Uganda, before coming to the US. So I spent um, my childhood in Africa, and then I came to the US for my young adulthood.
0: So you grew up in um, East. So Zambia is considered Southern Africa, right? But Uganda is in Central Southern Africa. Central Southern, and then Uganda is in the East. Yes. So you are from Southern Africa, spend time in Central, Southern Africa, and then Eastern Africa.
1: I'm um, actually, patrilineally, I'm, South, I'm Ugandan. Oh, okay. Patrilineally, I'm Ugandan. And um, I'm South African. My mom is South African.
2: Wow.
1: My dad is Ugandan, so yes. Oh. I, I advocate for both nationalities because I'm both, technically.
0: So if Uganda is playing South Africa in football, African Nations Cup, who would who you support?
1: It depends on the who's the underdog sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the mood. Or like so South Africa one, has gone further, right? Yes.
0: They've, so they've, you know.
1: if Uganda was doing very well, I think Uganda should have a chance.
0: Okay, <laughs> I, I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> So you you you're a true child of Africa because you you have more than one, um, you you connected to more than one country, so and connected to more than one region of Africa too, so it's yes uh, that, I am a very
1: proud of my continent. My continent is my identity, and it has opened doors for me as I've embraced it. There have been challenges whereby people would say, "Oh, if you don't use if you sh- if you." use an African name you might not get a job yeah. I remember when I just came out of college I was warned about that and I was like you know what if someone doesn't want to hire me because of my name then I don't think I would want to work for that person so
0: yeah we'll come back to that we'll come that that, that sounds like some juice for later on <laughs> so let, let's go back to your childhood mm-hmm. but even before we go to the next question there's a different question after that so your names are all beautiful names. So, you know, what what um what 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 are your ethnic uh, your ethnic groups or tribes that your names come from and what are their meanings?
1: So, um Businje Matiko is ha- ha- actually happens to be a Ugandan name from the Runyankole tribe, mm. Western Uganda. Businje means peace and matsuko means it's matsuko is actually pronounced matsuko which matsuko. Me, yes which matsuko. means hope and um, andan is my marital name it's okay. from northern ghana from the dagomba tribe and uh, yes yeah, so that's a bit of the history of my names and um, i actually also have another south Af- i have a south african name palisa which is, means an um, flower that's oh. from that Setswana tribe, the Tsuana tribe that my mom is from.
0: Such, such the
1: Tsuana. So they have Tswanas in, um, in Botswana. In Botswana. Oh, and that's, they also have that's a, in... I was like, um, that's
0: familiar. I was, yeah, I think I'm more familiar yes. with Setswana in Botswana. Yeah, they yeah.
1: also have them in uh, South Africa. But it's also from the same group as the uh, Sutus. Oh. And so Lesutu. So Palesa could be a name that is used by the Sutus as well. Oh, Okay.
0: Alistair, flower. Wow. So I love asking this question. (laughs) Learn so much. Like if I if I had known to ask this question before I had my daughter, probably she would have like seven names.
1: You know it's interesting, something interesting. So my daughter I have three daughters, and they all have english names which have meanings yes plus they also have african names which have meanings yes so i I, interestingly my parents are both from tribes whereby they name kids names with meanings Mm. so that's i uh, I think we
0: all i think that's a common thing sometimes
1: you might have names that identify you with a clan Mm. and then you have those other names that kind of uh Connected to spirituality, like the meaning, mm. you know? Okay. Yes. And so, but the, oh, I, th- I think
0: you just opened my eyes to something that I'm, I mean, have never considered because, and like most of my names, like my tribal names, mm-hmm. like mine is Oin Life and mm-hmm. it means nothing supersedes God. Hmm. But I know most of the people whose names that I know, even my siblings, Hmm. there seems to be something spiritual or religious Hmm. tied to their
1: names. Like sometimes a kid who's born uh, after a trying time named a certain name. Or a kid, I mean... um, I I, I
0: have a cousin like that whose mom went through a lot of miscarriages and... Mm -hmm. um, the previous marriage was a, a tough marriage unfortunately it was a very abusive person mm. and then when she finally married his dad she was mm. well into her 40s and finally wow. had him and so i can't recall his tribal like she tribal joy. the name reflects something like it, it's it, his english name is victor so you can understand it. She, she it means she was mm. victorious over that situation wow but he's the John name, which is our tribe. Is a John name is uh, I can't recall his John name, but the meaning is also something is like to overcome. Mm-hmm. But God helps you overcome, but there's oh, but it has to be. And it's a lot of I, I know a lot of our tribe converted to Christianity, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that reflects on in the way we started naming ourselves. Too.
1: I think, yes, and no, but because you also even in I uh, think with African traditional society. There, were, there was religion at the time. Yes. And I but, think... Because like, if you compare to to our that, names to like yes.
0: Yorubas, Yorubas tend to have like the names that just have meanings. Yes. And then there's... You can see like if it's... Like Yoruba and Benin, like Yoruba and Benin, mm-hmm. Benin can have... Like Benin has a lot more people who practice, like who stick to just their traditional okay. religion. And I think if I were to ask Benin people for the meaning of their names,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you don't get like there's this... It, it the meaning translates to literally God did this that's or God did that. It's like so, it, it, but the way you said it, that's when it, it dawned on me like hey, there might be, yeah, it's possible for names to have meanings, and it's possible for a lot of people to have some names to just identify with it uh, where they're from, and because they're names that I know, as, I know back when I was a teenager, it's it's just coming, back, it's like flooding in right now. So there are names that I've come across that could mean the soil Mm. could mean and that is in relation to where that person's from or named after the river uh, the 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 the, the big river in their area and something like that and i know i've met people like that Mm. but But there's meaning yeah it's meaning to it but you don't back then it didn't mean you know you you don't take it doesn't mean it, it doesn't it's not of, of no importance to you mm-hmm. like well, what mm-hmm. is that you know you don't but now it's big not I, 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 i've that's found why it, it i've
1: that's found why it's it more interesting in as head, i've get, you know? gotten older yeah. at first i would just think it's just a name yeah that's yeah coincidental. Maybe, but
0: maybe that's why it's always been in the back of my mind to always ask about names Without really realizing that it's something that like I,
1: Raphael is yeah. one of the angels.
0: Yeah, he's an archangel. Yeah. On, on, on if you, um, especially I because I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and when I was still religious, but um, but I had a, my elder sister had a book of names that I was able to snatch from her without her knowledge, and that's when I saw that Raphael, uh, which is Raphael, where I grew up, um, was a Hebrew name, meaning mm. healing of God. Yeah. And our last name, Harry, which was converted during, thanks to colonialism, from the family name is originally A-R-I, Ari, mm. but uh, they said
1: interesting the,
0: the, uh, the white man couldn't pronounce that for some reason, so it became Harry, which one of my great-grandfathers changed. Mm. And um, Harry is um, Celtic. Yes. A rich, powerful lord. Mm-hmm. But there are people who I meet here who... Uh, from my part of Nigeria, but from the next state from where my uh, where I'm from, and they think that I'm the Harry from there because that state has like a huge Harry clan. There's a huge mm. clan of Harries, so they automatically assume that we're from the same tribe, but you know, the, the subgroup. But they think that's the Harries, and I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not from that Harries because we we're, we're like very small Harry because we're not supposed to be Harries. We're supposed to be Ari, mm. but because someone in our group changed the name when he went to school and they had to fit in so he changed the name mm. and the rest of his children stuck to that.
1: It's like my yeah. then Andan it's mm. from the name Andani and ah. it's Andan.
0: Which is fascinating because we have Andani Andoni. Andoni is in our uh, my, my area but the next door state, but Andoni is one of the Ejio towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is, uh, yeah, Andoni is one of the Ejio towns. Mm-hmm. So when you say Andani, that's the first place that came to my mind. Like, oh, I've yeah. heard of Andoni. So I don't know, because you, you always find Ghanaians in my in my tribal place. In our mm-hmm. villages, there's always Ghanians and mm-hmm. I don't know how, I don't I, don't, I want they have one But you see,
1: that's that all about the borders. Those borders were,
0: Yeah, it, it never,
1: they're not real.
0: Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. So mm-hmm. we've always like, That's why my grandfather somehow ended up in Ghana.
1: Absolutely. And that's why, for Mm. me, I consider myself a global citizen. Mm -hmm. It's all about connecting with humanity. Yeah. Regardless of which country you're from, as long Mm. as we connect. Yes. And, you know.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. So, uh, thanks for that beautiful uh, opening up my memory, uh, (laughs) you know, juggling, triggering my memory into something positive you know and that, that's a beautiful place that I've not, I've not been to in a long long time so thanks for that so um sticking with your childhood mm-hmm. what would you consider your favorite childhood memory and where is that from and it can be more than one memory it can be two you know
1: you know there's quite a few experiences um i mean growing up visiting my grandparent my grandmother in south africa in uh, soweto mm mm-hmm playing on the streets when I was, you know, when would, I would go there when I was younger. And then uh, in Zambia, I went to an international, British international school, so I had friends who were from all over the world. And uh, some of them are in Greece, some of them are here in America, and some are back in, you know, on the continent. And so for me, just remembering the, how we were one, regardless of your race, Mm. for me that was powerful and then in uganda of course just my friends um from different walks of life for me that was profound as well as going to the village and spending time with my grandparents climbing mango trees oh mango Grand- trees yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then hearing that you're bit you're like you hear a noise and you start jumping down, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't really want to investigate. I never had any bad experience on a mango tree. Oh,
1: my god! I don't think
0: I can climb a mango tree now. I
1: wouldn't risk it now, but, but I was a, a pro. A kid, I think that, that it was a competition, yes. you know.
0: It was uh, a flex.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, had, you, had, you know, you had to show if you can climb mango trees and there was To the top, right? You get, if you, I, I think I made it there was a tree that I knew I made it to the top. But uh, most times, I couldn't get to the top, and I was always... I was always envious of kids who could get to like the top i, was
1: like, oh, no, man, I would I, get to the middle, I, yeah, then, <laughs> the middle was, yeah i was very cautious
0: because you start looking like ah i want to go i want to
1: go but ah i don't know but, ah. my fear was getting down that was the getting <laughs> then, then, down thing going so.
0: up is not hard yeah that's yeah that's true going up is not hard Is when you want oh time <laughs> to get down and then you can't you can't tell other kids hey can you can't bring me down no no <laughs> who's gonna bring you down <laughs>
1: So that's a that for me that was a memory you know yeah. it was yeah. uh, you know with my <laughs> cousins who would imagine your cousins coming from different parts of the well the world or mm-hmm. different parts of Uganda and then you meet and then you meet neighbors or neighbors uh, grandkids and that kind of thing who are also coming from other places and yeah. you all convene to do all this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: and there's, and there's always that one mango fruit that from down you like, that's
1: yes, the one. that's the one, that's and then the there's always that that
0: you need to go always get.
1: always that ninja uh. who knows how to get to who knows how to get the best, and uh. who knows how to, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if you can get to that one mango fruit, there's nothing that would taste like that mango <laughs> fruit, it's gonna taste like the sweetest mango you've ever had <laughs> in the whole world that day because that achievement of plucking it, even if it's not ripe, even if it's not properly ripe, not, it's still going to taste the sweetest. Exactly. getting up there and getting down, that adds an and extra And you won't believe it, I because, still um, love
1: mangoes up to this day.
0: I love, I love mangoes. I love
1: mangoes. To so the point that I was in Accra about, in June? No, May. And when I, as soon as I landed, I looked for specific mangoes.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, mangoes. Yeah, I used to love mangoes. I did a lot of um, I don't
1: know how we
0: people used to have like some long sticks too. Yes,
1: now I do think it's how interesting we're from different parts of the continent. Yeah, even the Caribbean people from the Caribbean also relate to these types of stories. Mm -hmm. And we are sharing these similarities. Isn't it amazing?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) But sometimes I think back and I wonder how tiny I was. And when you see some of the sticks that some adults have left there, and you see, I I, I try to replay what it looks like (laughs) me carrying, Try to guard this stick, I want to pluck this mango, and how many unripe mangoes I just... Locked down trying to get that one, but you know, mango. I also
1: learned how to eat raw mangoes as oh, a result. Who,
0: who didn't? <laughs> it's salt. Did, you, did you guys have this? Um, we, we called it sucking mangoes, mm-hmm. in, uh, in yes, my part of Nigeria. Yes. The green ones, yes, they never get they never turn yellow, uh, red, they just stay green. But once they are ripe, any touch, once the wind blows, it falls. So,
1: no, I, I didn't know about these ones, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they're
0: always green, but the moment. It's like the, um, what do you call it, I that think holds the I mango? I know
1: them. I think I've they know what, them. What do you call yes. it?
0: that little part that holds the mango? It's
1: like
0: the stem. The stem, yeah. yes. So the woman, it, it, that, I think that's the part that turns yellow. Mm-hmm. So the, but from far, it's like it we start sighting, oh, that one is, that's ripe, that's ripe. And no matter how high it is, it was like somebody would say, I think it's yellow. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's one. Guy that stick, guy that stick. I guess that's where teamwork started fucking up. <laughs> like teamwork, ah, and those sticks were heavy.
1: But you know, that's how camaraderie was built. Oh yeah, yeah. You know,
0: because yeah. <laughs> there the you know, the the ninjas could just go up and black. So the, the, the funniest one was that ninja. I was okay. I'm I'm going to get mango, and that person will stay up there. And eat or what the about whole mango. shaking the
1: tree and then there's? Yeah. Or grabbing and then there's you just grab leaves and you. <laughs> <yeah>. Oh. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, there was um, also when when there was a big storm coming mm-hmm. and it started, the winds, you know, were coming and then uh, the, the sucking mangoes, this, that's when the ripe ones, started because uh, all the leaves blocked a whole bunch of them, so you never could see them. And then when the wind started blowing then mangoes started dropping, it's just like whoop, boom, 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 boom. So you'll be running, oh, it hits your head. It doesn't matter if it's hitting your head because it's a competition now. Everybody's fighting like, oh, so you're grabbing as many as possible and then take off. Oh, I got like 10. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know there was up to 10 ripe mangoes. I was only looking at two all this time. Then I got 10. Wow. Because <laughs> it send the ninja sometimes, go get go get the mango. That ninja will stay up on, on the tree and eat like five before coming down.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I forgot about that part. People who go up and then they come and then for you, who is, so it, teach, it taught you to source for your own as yeah. well. Because if you depended on somebody, you end up co- having you, nothing. You'd be like, hey, are you coming down? Yes.
0: Well, how long will it? Where are you? I'm coming. What do you mean you are coming? I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> You've cracked it. You, yeah. You see the? You see? You see the? the, the oh, is that the seed that I just dropped? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I was testing it. Testing what? What are you testing? I was checking to see if it was right. <laughs> There's nothing left. Oh, okay. I I find another one. Okay. It's ten minutes. Where are you? I'm 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 still. I'm looking for something. Are you going to calm down?
1: So we've gone to Memory Lane. Uh, that took yeah. you back, right? I took you <laughs> back.
0: <laughs> <Real> back. Mangos. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: that's funny. I guess
0: it's it's similar everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ah, that's beautiful though. It's beautiful. Cuz there's so much that we learned without realizing that we were learning it at the, at that yes, age. Yes,
1: absolutely. So, yeah. Those were learning moments. Mhm.
0: Yeah uh so um, you moved to the states um when um uh, like how old are you when you arrived in America?
1: I was about twenty-two. I was about okay, 22. so you were an adult. Yeah, I was an adult. Yeah, about twenty-two. Yes. Okay,
0: so um, you came. Were you already in college or you yes, started? Yes, I college?
1: uh had st- I actually did three years of um law school at Makerere University in Uganda. Okay. And then I Leng decided. Lusak, um,
0: sorry, um, Kampala. Kampala I mean. Yes, I and Lusak.
1: I decided to transfer here, but they changed the law in 1982 where you couldn't just automatically transfer into an LL into the JD program from mm-hmm. the LLB. So I needed to study, get an undergrad degree okay. to get into a law program, and. Um, my father was like, I'm not going to let you do a Bachelor of Legal Studies degree. So in case you're not, supposing something happens and you need to go back home, yeah, you wouldn't be able to use your Bachelor of Legal Studies degree. Mm. However, and they were willing to take on my, whichever program was willing to take my course load in, and transfer it. So I decided to, I ended up at Berkeley College doing business administration. They took some of my credits and then, in the hope that I would end up going to law school, but I ended up enjoying the finance world, mm. and so that's the rest is history.
0: Yeah. So you, you came straight to New York, and was always you've always been in New York.
1: Yes, there. I've uh, I came straight to New York, but I've always been in the tri-state area—New Jersey, New York—back um, and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, my I had family also that lived in this in this area that had lived here for many years. But yes, I I came to New York. Oh, nice!
0: So, um, was that your first time in New York?
1: No, I'd been here on vacation before. Okay, but this was officially
0: your first staying in New York. Yes, yes. Okay, I so concerned. I'll go ahead and ask this question: What was your first shock? You know, your first welcome to New York, you know, now that you're staying in New York, what was the first thing that I was like, wow, this is it? This is, yeah, well, I guess now I'm officially in New York moment.
1: I one time got a job working as a, uh, when I was in college, I got a job with my sister working at um, a restaurant in Harlem called Pan Pan. Mm-hmm. and somehow we were waitresses but man we're getting below minimum wage and then I think they used to make that's what happens in the restaurant world and then they would give you tips and it was we it, it seemed tough it seemed tough I mean we're like how come we're not making we were we're not making as much tips as we could you know yeah, and um, yeah, but it was real that we were working and we're not depending on our parents. So for me, that was a welcome to New York. Like, hey, you're on your own. <laughs> you have you're, to grow you're, you're up. You're
0: an adult now. You have to grow up. That was the official. We actually,
1: you see, my sister and I actually quit that job mm-hmm. because we we're like, it's not working out. And then it went. To, we told our dad. it was like, we were like, you know, we quit, and we're excited about quitting. I was like. What did you just do? So we quit. says, How do you quit without finding a replacement? You need to go and apologize to your former boss and say, You don't, we're well, sorry for quitting. You don't just quit like that. You have to give notice. So, yeah, so I had some um, growing up. I grew up as a result of that as well.
0: Mm. So you you walked in, so you guys still went back to the job?
1: No, we didn't go back to the job.
0: Oh, okay. I but
1: know. at least we learned from that. Yeah. You don't just quit anyhow. Okay. And how you quit
0: matters. Is also matters
1: because yeah. you never burn bridges. That's true. And you know what? Uh, the gentleman at the time continued to become, he became a friend of ours because I think he never, he had never expected how someone could come back and apologize for walking <laughs> off on the job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh. (laughs) Uh. all right so uh before we continue uh let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to get more of the american experience and then we ask more more about your professional side of uh, pussy's life hi everyone your host rafael harry here I can't believe we've gone past our one-year anniversary of doing White Label American. I've had the privilege of speaking with some amazing people, sharing their modern-day immigrant stories. And you've allowed this Nigerian immigrant to share parts of his immigrant journey through this podcast. Also, one of my goals of this podcast is breaking down artificial walls that keep people from getting to understand each other. Based on your wonderful feedback over the last year, I think we have done a decent job in breaking down some of those walls. We would like to continue and expand on this mission but we need your help. I've had an amazing time creating and producing episodes for this show largely on my own. We have a lot of ideas for new and exciting content to expand upon the mission but we need direct support from you our listener which is why we have created a white label american patreon page where you can make a one-time donation or become a sustaining contributor where you can get access to exclusive content help me interview upcoming guests by submitting questions and even have the chance to sit down with me for a one-on-one conversation, either virtually or in studio. So if this podcast means something to you, and if you really love this show, think about becoming a sustaining contributor and donating by going to patreon.com slash white American pod. Thanks for listening and for the privilege of your company. So welcome back and thanks for staying with us. So- Thank you. You already have given us a, um, an insight into changing from law to um, finance and you know, that it, which based on the African immigrant parents, Background is still acceptable, you know, back going by the big five that mm-hmm. the normally <laughs> the for,
1: big five, the okay. Big five. law
0: Indeed. Um accounting. Bank, accounting.
1: Um uh, banker, medicine.
0: Banking. Yeah, medicine, engineering. Engineering. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's what I call the big five. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still something the petroleum well engineering still that's still engineering
1: architecture, architecture all those fall under engineering. engineering
0: so yeah all but, the others yeah every there's ways of every other the
1: sciences thing. could fall into engineering, Me, engineering and medicine. medicine yeah
0: yeah so but you still you you didn't limit yourself to just being defined by finance like by the time I got to know you I, I didn't I I didn't even I wouldn't have considered you as somebody who's just defined by the finance world, because you you're a creative, you you are, and I wish every well. When you guys listen to this episode, you go on social media and you see her photo. She's wearing a fabulous outfit, and you know if you're just the basic finance person, you will just be like, <laughs> you no, know, there's no colors in your life. You're dull. I mean, there's money, but you're dull. But you're not that type of person. You you're bright. You come with fashion you come with you know you're in everything there's media there's um fashion there's uh cre- there's, you're you're full of creativity so when did you start to uh, you know you decide that you're not gonna be defined by just one um sector or one industry and you are going to open up to others and start embracing other skill sets that you had
1: you know it's interesting you say that. I I must say it's my creativity has also been encouraged by my background. My dad was one of those who encouraged the creativity. I'm from a predominantly artistic family on both sides. Nice. But my dad knew to ha- how to control it as well. He felt he, he he encouraged me, but he also knew not to he put certain Parameters as well. Okay. So he was a very strict person. I mean, growing up for him, he, he's a lawyer and his father was in prison. So he grew up from, he has a law enforcement background. So I grew up with strict parents, but I was encouraged to voice out, mm-hmm. my, express myself. Why I say that? My mom said when I was four years old, I said I wanted to become a businesswoman. That was tr- interesting you know but um i was very good uh, an artist but i didn't come from a fashion background fashion came as a business opportunity but i love colors i've always loved colors from when i was a child putting stuff together um but what i might say i remember my dad said whatever you do i don't care whatever you do just make sure you do it very well
2: you excel at it yeah
1: but he told me about when he started seeing the creativity coming out like you know what you can do for me just finish your bachelor's degree whatever you do after your bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. is up to you but for me just give me the bachelor's degree that was a good compromise Mm -hmm. i think he saw it because he kept on telling me because i used to challenge him i said but michael jackson was a superstar. He didn't go to school. I used to have those conversations. Yeah. I used to say, but so-and-so has excelled and they didn't even have to go to school. I used to bring up those conversations just to push the button a bit. And he would say, you know, that's exceptional talent. They come mm. once in a while. You, Not everybody has that type of genius. Yeah. It's like, then he also used an example during, that was during the Rwanda genocide. Hmm. He's like, let me ask you a question, Busi. He's like, have you seen, have you ever thought about who are in the Goma camps or any of those refugee camps? He's like, don't you think some of them were very talented or maybe genius? Have you ever thought of that? I said, okay. Then he's like, but imagine the ones who could bounce back more. I mean, those who would bounce back easily would be those who had some foundation in one way or the other, like an education. The mm. education is just a foundation, a foundation. To It can help you in case you need to pivot, yeah. in case you need to.
0: So it's a leg in the, the
1: door. Leg in the door, yeah. or in case you need to make a, cam, a comeback yeah. after go, falling down. So that's what he said to me. So for me, fast forward, I happened to turn into I mean, after, what turned me what drove me into this whole different uh, spectrum of um what I ended up becoming as a gl- global strategic as a global strategist as some people would say was certain situations that I saw that I was not happy about. I have a very good friend. When she completed um, primary school, I think she was either the first in the country or so. O-level, about the same. Um, A-level is the same thing. Yeah. Excellent. Excelled. Then she also excelled at university, law school. Top students, so and then even at her master's degree at one of the ivy league universities she was one of the best i mean if not she was the best in her program Mm -hmm. and she i think graduated three months early wow the my frustration was she wanted her dream job of working at the un and she didn't get it because she who it was about who you knew yeah Yeah. and i was like how pathetic can this be Mm. So as a result of that, I decided to start a group called Global Wednesdays in the Meatpacking District, doing happy hours, whereby I would facilitate a networking event, and it was like once a month. And I thought that was one way of putting my different connections in different industries together Mm. and giving people an opportunity to meet people. And I didn't want us as people of color to be limited to only certain areas. But I'm like, hey, you can go to a nice place in the city
2: mm-hmm.
1: and still have a good time. We are not limited by geography. So as a result of that, that's how fas- my business partner, the person who became my business partner had gone to college with me. He came to my event and said, like, Busi, how about we start all these groups, classically independent, Artistically independent fashionably we decided to have this conversation. I'm like, oh fashion indie that's how we came up with this. Fashion indie happened to be the one that blew up in the media you know yeah. a number of there were a number of interesting situations that happened. uh we had a fashion show that was scheduled to happen, and there were about 500 RSVPs and just before it was supposed to start it was canceled due to ra- racial discrimination mm-hmm. and happened to be in the New York Post's
2: mm-hmm.
1: Daily News wow. Wow. all over and we got on the Tyra Banks show that was the turning point mm-hmm. so was a lot of intre- like fate as well you know yeah. I think it was just our destiny God just like oh this was meant to be and then i found a lot of pushback from africans at the time because they would they would mock me it seemed like mocking like what are you doing Busce? are you a designer are you a model and i knew they were not it was not from a good place because it was but it wasn't because they were being malicious it was what we had been conditioned to associate fashion as yeah, yeah. so the people who embraced me initially were the g train crowd you know the g train crowd no. the williamsburg oh, the hipsters oh yeah, yeah they were the ones who were my first clients and it's that's and they're, they're very <laughs> viral mm-hmm. and that's how fa- we at our at one at uh around 2006 2005 2006 we had about a million views per month on our website wow. as a courtesy of the g train crowd. Wow. I mean, those are the influences yeah. at the time, you know. This is before Facebook became popular and mm-hmm. even Instagram. So that was a precursor to everything else. But I found in everything I did, I think my ability to connect with people, then authenticity and also bring out the best in others was what made me excel in different industries. Mm-hmm. And then with my finance, with my business background making us think about what's the bottom line how do we help others make money as well yeah that is why you find me in different industries interestingly
0: and you know it's one reason why um I, i'm someone who you know i served in the navy and thanks mm-hmm. to that i was able to mm-hmm. afford going to college yes and i did the thing of like you know i Business, getting a degree in business wasn't, was never my dream as a kid. Mm -hmm. But by the time I was, it was time to go to college, I panicked and went, okay, let me go the, you know, the quick route where, I think that's where the money is. I panicked and pushed my dream aside where I had my passion. But why I don't consider the degree that I got a waste? It's
1: not a waste, never waste. Nothing you do is a waste.
0: I have been, I've talked, I talked to a lot of younger people mm-hmm. from back home and, you know, and I give, use myself as, I always use myself as an example. Like, these mm-hmm. are the mistakes that I made. So you yes. don't have to repeat the same mistakes. Yes. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I'm telling what nobody did for me and I repeat, that I, I don't repeat it on you. And, um, I tell them, like, look, just because I got a business degree and I don't officially plan to be, uh, in like the financial industry does not mean i can't use this anywhere else mm-hmm. i can use it yes you can use your degree
1: in other and things. And things and that's so, how
0: you know yeah. when a kid came up to me and saying his dream was to come to the united states work in hollywood and, and they uh, act and
1: disappointment and to yeah. someone listening today don't be disappointed because of the career path you took it's not in vain no. for instance no. the law degree that i did not complete mm-hmm. is not wasted no. it helps me with documentation yeah. also the networks that i established during those times and i can still go back and complete it anytime yeah, you know
2: that's
1: true also with my with my um business degree it has opened other opportunities think about it that's why i'm getting i was i I am now a trustee of a business college, a 90-year-old business college. It's as a result of everything makes you. All your experiences make you. Make you. That's, why it's not, uh, that's why I don't like people comparing themselves with other people. Because our journeys are different. Let me tell you something. Would you ever, someone one time asked me, how come I see, Boosie, you went, you worked on Wall Street, but you never talk about your Wall Street background. Yes. I did work for Smith Barney. I did work for Oppenheimer and Company. I worked for Citibank. But I think because of the trajectory that I took, it's not really necessary for me to talk about that. There's a time for that, yes. depending on what it is. Good.
0: And another thing I would like to um, give kudos to um, is that conversation that you had with your, with your father. You know, it's... Always, it's very important, you know, because I'm on this part now where I'm a dad too. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter, and I'm all about transparency. Yes, because I did not grow up with a dad, mm-hmm. and I will never know my father because, mm. unfortunately, it's how life worked. Yes, and I am always.
1: I see you with your daughter. Great job. Thank
0: you. <laughs> so I'm always grateful when I hear of parents who allowed you know conversations to mm-hmm. happen and i love the examples that he gave you because i i was too i was exposed in so many ways to people who rather than have that conversation went with the shut up route and do what i see. you know do what i say you don't know anything i'm older than you and that only led to rebellion because you know, you one moment you know they don't have anything else to offer, you, you just push them aside. Okay. But by reasoning with you, he brought himself down to your level mm-hmm. and said, Look, I understand what you're saying, but you should how about you check this out? And he showed you something that you may not have thought about, mm-hmm. you may not have considered and just by you repeating that story, I also get a picture that I may not have even considered, even mm-hmm. though I am for having a conversation mm-hmm. and hopefully people listening will also benefit from that because there are so many ways to deliver discipline without the yelling, without mm-hmm. the beating, without the... And it's not something that is brand new, It's something that we have done in the past, you know? And I love seeing and hearing stories like this. That's why I love bringing people like you on this platform.
1: Thank so you. So we can learn from And here. to add on to that, I, th- I believe it's important to understand our children's strengths. I remember Mm -hmm. my father said, it's like a parent knows their child. True. Which is, when I think, now that I'm a parent, I do. I see one of my children is very artistic. Mm. And I see the other one is very scientific. But, there are times when I've been a helicopter mom and I think, toned down my artistic child. and, but I had to also...
0: Hey, what is a helicopter mom?
1: <laughs> mom. Do as I say.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't think I've, I've heard no, like, hey, text, you know, helicopter mom.
1: <laughs> I think there's a place for both. Being strict. But, there, but then, there, yes. There's but. applications. Like <laughs> my, my, daughter is,
0: my daughter will be three next at the end of next <laughs> month. And there are times when there are things she doesn't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, there are times you have to guide them. Yes. Cause they, they, but I give her the impression that... um when um derek was on the show yes and derek talked about his mom always um when he f- felt nobody was holding his mom's hand at the airport mm. or when they t- went out together and he w- always reached out to hold his mom's hand mm. it was actually his mom holding his hand but she always allowed him feel like he was the one reaching out that's and holding powerful. her. Hand. but that's how yes. that's good parenting yes. you make them feel that they are the ones
1: to empower
0: them. That's the empowerment. Yes. You know? So that's where. So even in the helicopter, mom. Yes. I'm. not want to use helicopter. I don't. I think I we use shouldn't use that. We shouldn't. I said
1: that's what that was a word coin. Yeah. more That's co- why I coin. said I. But
0: the way because knowing you, I believe it's that thing like Derek said. You are guiding them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. in guiding them, it's not about the dictator type of. Thing no, I
1: don't. I'm. Pr- see. I try yeah. to be present with them mm-hmm. so that they can. I can easily explain why I say certain things. Yes. Yeah. and um, it's so interesting you say that because today I had a learning moment with my daughter. You know, kids fight. So she told she used a word to her sister which I didn't approve of. Then I gave an exa- I said, "Hey, how do you feel if I said this to you?" Mm-hmm. So I don't like it. And i say can you imagine how your sister feels don't said i'm not always around you yeah so if i don't tell you why you shouldn't do this you'll continue doing that to your sister and then i'm like that's how even sometimes with bullying it happens true if people don't correct certain behaviors a kid will not know and they'll use it to hurt other kids i agree then she even said mommy i'm sorry about that and i'm like I I said, do you know why I'm telling I'm telling you this? So that even though if you sometimes you can apologize, but if someone doesn't let you know what you did wrong and explain to you, you won't know anything about that.
0: Mm. Very important. I once told um, um, a guest that I had on the podcast mm-hmm. that um, for me it's always about the little details. They're I, very I, important. You know, I got to a stage in life where I stopped looking at the, the big you know when people a lot of noise I don't focus on that anymore it's just little details and my daughter has helped me with that a lot mm-hmm. so I go to the playground and you see other kids and if another kid runs and like hits my daughter not like even if it wasn't intentionally but you see something like just a little like a kid throws sand on, on my daughter's hair something but it's it just it, the kid doesn't know like the kid just thought something fun it's not like kid F it's nothing racial it. mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. but you see the parents you see some react immediately
2: mm-hmm.
0: even though you know it's not intentional you know mm-hmm. they're just the child was just throwing stuff around and it happened to hit my daughter you see the parents who react and correct their children It like, is agree that and you see the parents were like nothing happened i don't care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just by that you start to see how the little details Starts, add up, it add up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: because they wait until something big happens and they're like, "Oh, I did not know." But I'm like, "Well, you started setting the example." Mm. So if my daughter does something just as little, and I, I, I try to, no, 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 we don't do that. That's not. That's nice. how you raise
1: and, empathetic yeah, kids.
0: Because you have to catch it as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and I try to do that. And even if I'm doing something subconsciously, and I realize, "Oh, my daughter is just standing there staring at me," and I. I'm, I'm not supposed to do something like this. Why did I do this? I correct myself and I apologize to her too that I shouldn't yeah. have done that. Yes. But even though it's something that I could have just gone about mm-hmm. my day, like, mm-hmm. I have the, yeah, it don't matter, She's what does she know really? But they are sponges, they mm-hmm. absorb. Mm-hmm. That's all they do, that's their fastest way of learning right now. Mm-hmm. They absorb, so I apologize to her for and I said you shouldn't do that. I try to explain as that's best great. as possible. That's, that's brilliant. I have to get into the habit of apologizing to my daughter, saying I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Ownership. I mean, the father is not yeah, always 100 ac- yeah. right. Yeah, o- because taking ownership. If I mistakenly, you know, I have my issues that I'm in therapy for, and if I mistakenly, sometimes I might snap, but not like I get angry, like you no, know, yeah. but just sometimes I just mistakenly snap at my.
1: You're at you're my a partner. vet too. Yes, that, yeah. that's where some of the issues came mm-hmm.
0: from, mm-hmm. and. I just, you know, not like I planned to, but I just mistakenly snapped at my missus, and I realized my you, daughter you know saw something? that. I go back and apologize and say, I'm sorry, but I also tell her, don't, please, don't. it's not like I'm trying to attack your mom or anything, no. But it's because I, I it's, it's something as little as that. You start learning how to say I'm sorry. You start learning how to own your mistakes.
1: I love that. I love that. It's so funny you say that because not to, uh, there's a program, I don't know whether, there's some, certain um online shows that I've just been watching and mm-hmm. they've also helped me as well in watching all these things. There's Darman as well as, is it Video Chronicles? And they bring up such situations that mm-hmm. you're talking about. And also teaches people to see also with say with mm-hmm. veterans, some yeah. of the situations when they have like flashbacks mm-hmm. and then how they have someone has changed how they're doing certain things or you know like they're different life situations but you know who taught me to who introduced me to that stuff my kids wow my kids and trust me that's why when you're telling me this and say oh i'm in therapy for this and for this it's it's also i'm not even judging and i'm like oh you're a vet though you know and but you're working at it and yeah, it's I about therapy for yes, everybody that's fine yes you know? but it's I, something it's, that's these conversations, but sometimes people don't. If you don't have that foundation, you don't know where to start from. True. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes some of these other programs you listen to mm-hmm. could help change your mindset. That's why I always believe it's all about willing to listen to others and learning from others. Yeah, being yeah. a con- that's students in life. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of my mantras too. Um, I'm a student until the day I die. The day I stop learning, I think I'm 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 done. Absolutely, there's no point living anymore.
1: Yeah. If you don't surround yourself with people who know more than you, then there's a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you are married to a Ghanaian, or someone of Ghanaian descent, mm-hmm. and um, you you said what part of Ghana is he from?
1: Northern Ghana, Northern Ghana, the, the Gomba to be exact. Yes.
0: Oh, so that's um from, like, Brian's area, too. because Brian is not on Ghana. Yes. Okay. So, um, your husband's area, does it... You've been there, right?
1: I've just been to Accra. Only Accra? Oh, okay. Yes.
0: Okay. All right, so I will stick to Accra. (laughs) I haven't been to Accra. I have uh, family there. I have family in uh, Kumasi. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, thanks to my grandfather. There's a bunch of family. I have first cousins Mm -hmm. and uncles all over. So um, your first time in Ghana, in Accra, did that remind you of East and Central and uh, Southern Africa?
1: Yes, the hospitality. Ooh. There's this thing when you visit and then you go visit uh, relatives, Yeah, we do the same thing in, in say Uganda and say in South Africa. And also in Zambia, they do the same thing. And then also, um, the way, just seeing the fresh foods, mm. the market. Then also that, the that was gonna you know be my next question <laughs> the food, and mm. then seeing the the market vendors or the streets, yeah. people selling stuff on the streets. But uh, that's hospitality. That the the hospitality that is um, on the continent is yeah. It's I've felt it in both in the other areas as well.
0: Nice, nice. So, now that you've mentioned food, mm-hmm. now you have to, this, this will be the first controversial question. Because <laughs> one group, one, one country will have Ghana versus
1: between. Nigeria?
0: No, 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 Nigeria is not <laughs> even counting this one. You know, except, except you have another husband that we don't know of. No, no, no. No, I'm just
1: no, talking okay about... <laughs> I'm talking about the Jolof <laughs> wars. I'm like, are you bringing me into Jolof wars? <laughs> uh, well,
0: um, I was on Clubhouse with uh, a, a sister who I'll try and bring on on the show. Yes. She's, uh, she's Kenyan, mm-hmm. Ghanaian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and but oh, she claims she claims more Kenya, and so she said it was P- pilau versus uh, Jolof and pilau.
1: Oh, you me. know something interesting? Yeah. On Saturday, mm-hmm. we had both. I went to a new Nigerian. No, Friday. Restaurant Lagos.
2: Oh,
1: it's on 49th Street. Okay. And then on Saturday, my East African friend brought me pilau. Oh. And so, so, hey, I, you know what, I make both. You I make, both? make a mean I, pilau and I make a mean jollof
0: Okay.
1: So, so. it's comparing apples to oranges.
0: Mm. Yes. I, I don't I don't know my daughter likes all the all of them but,
1: so uh, yes so it's I have a different mood for both you know yeah yeah uh pilau is there usually there,
0: spicy there's loyalty where, where which one which one does your heart belong to where, where, which one wins your heart the most where where's the favorite from is it from southern Africa and I also have a question on southern uh, Africa uh, I don't like, like Bri- uh,
1: uh there's Briani which is more Indian mm-hmm. um but i'm not really a big biryani person um i can't count not biryani african food honestly. no no but it's that, um, it's it, it's now african because
0: yeah, it's
1: influenced in the southern part of south Af- i mean in uh, in south africa you know that is their food then also even in uh Tanzania and Kenya, yeah, yeah, those are biryani. Have large, uh, because think about it, you have seven generations of Indians in these yeah, countries, go- yeah, yeah. so you still cannot ignore it as African food. It is okay. African food. Okay, well, it's okay. like chapati. We have chapati in Uganda in mm-hmm. East Africa. Pilau is is influenced by uh, the Middle East. That yeah. is the what the Oman, Yemen, uh, when they uh, you know the trans. Uh, uh, Atlantic. Yeah, they, I they mean, uh, had, yeah, yeah. yeah, the the the, the, s- the slave trade mm-hmm. from the eastern part, from that Yemen area, into Zanzibar yeah. and uh, Mombasa, into into the mainland East Africa. All that is influenced from the Arabs, yes, and then the, as well as the Indians. So that's why you see we have chapati, we have samosas. That is the influence.
0: Okay. So, so yes. So we, which we one, have a- Which one is your favorite? Where is it? Jollof against uh, uh, some samosas, chapata,
1: chapati, uh, chapati. Uh, uh-huh. Let me tell pula. you, I still love my chapati. chapati. <laughs> I love my mm. chapatis and okay. also love my. Um, in Uganda, we call them chapos. Chapos, uh, and then I uh, like I like the samosas. I as well. I love samosas, and uh, but may I? I, I like my um, food. Like I like matoke Have you heard of matoke? No. It okay, is our steamed bananas.
0: Oh, is it ripe or ripe? Unripe. It's,
1: unripe. it's oh. all yes. We just. But put that's
0: it not in plantain. Banana.
1: It's just banana. It's a type of banana variation.
0: So it's plantain.
1: It's not a plant. Plantain is hard for us. Okay. Uh, p- plantain we call it in Uganda. We call it goanja. Oh. Gongja. It's tough. Yes, okay. that one we don't. We can't even you know. But with our type of banana. Mm-hmm you it's peeled in a certain style and then it's cooked prepared in banana leaves oh and with banana fiber so they understand your skill set on how you can be able to tie the banana the the bananas in the banana leaves and banana fiber and then they mash it mash it but then i like it we have it with a soup and uh you know like a what like how you have your pepper soups yeah and then um yeah so a pepper soup which is kind of like a mix between a pepper soup and um and um a stew so that's what we eat it with mm, okay. and uh, yeah mm-hmm. i grew up uh, I to that's
0: called general mutombo he's in seattle he's uh that's it's a comedian that's his mm-hmm. stage name general Motombo. and say hey you never told me about this
1: one hey, am i talking it's yeah, africans kenyans have it mm-hmm. and yeah, Tanzanians have it mm. Ugandans, we so it's more of our staple. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I've,
0: I've learned something more,
1: more than Ugali. I mean, we have Ugali, yeah, Ugali, have of Ugali. but Matoke is a big one.
0: Mm, okay, so well, all, all the Ghanaians who are disappointed right now, they are, don't, don't, don't write to me. Just oh, I love my Ghanaian, You go, know what go, I like
1: go, about Ghanaian food? What Banco? we have so many varieties,
0: a lot of it. See, I don't know, we have more what, which, which Ghanaian Which is mean, your favorite I'm from Ghana? from Ghana. Mhm. Hey. So the Ghanaians don't write in and complain. I mean, I mean I if they want to stay writing, just write to Busi, don't write. I
1: love man. I love my banku. Oh, okay. I have banku in the and fridge.
0: And Maybe I'll go make okro stew today.
1: And also another thing that I also like rice balls and oh, peanut butter. In soup.
0: ages I eat rice balls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I make peanut butter uh stew a lot. Mhm.
1: Yeah.
0: We call it soup in Nigeria. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I mean, and when I yeah, whenever I go to papaya, soup, yes. I, I, always, soup. I always buy. That's 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 what I always mm-hmm. get a papaya too. Yes. Yeah, a few times I go there. It's, yeah, that that's if you want to set a trap for me, that's one of the food you can use to set a trap. But I just make sure it's good meat.
1: And then also there's TZ from Northern Ghana with the soup, with the vegetable soup. That's so so nice, mm-hmm. like that. Teased tz is like um it's like a ugali but it's made softer with uh you can make it with starch like uh say cassava starch and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and it's so yeah oh okay.
0: it's
1: like a fufu but with corn and i probably
0: have had that yes because i've
1: yeah. i think yeah. the houses are more likely to oh, have okay. that the houses so like, and okay yes
0: okay okay i probably because i was born closer to where houses are but i'm not from that area but that's mm. yes, where i was born so i've eaten a lot more than i remember and then until i see it i'm like ah yeah yeah i remember this i remember this i had it ah then it starts coming back to me well i don't discriminate when it comes to food I
1: don't. that's what i'm telling yeah. you africa food it's you're putting me in a hard place that's why that's when the making you have to no. choose so that once, once I, I told you my words, like this. Yeah. Shit, no, she's not our <laughs> person
0: anymore. We are coming no. left,
1: like, go, go, go. I'm, I'm, come to I'm me, African to Africa. first. Remember, <laughs> I, 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 largely go as that. Now, <laughs> yeah, well,
0: African people understand me.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so um, yeah, where where do I go? I lost my train of thought there. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So. Um, I guess I would just jump into uh, music. So if Boosie has to, you know, shake it down for one hour, at least an hour, you know, let, let's say at least, I know you dance for more than an hour, but let's say you had to dance for at least an hour. So who, let me see. Okay. Let me, you have South Africa, Zambia, Uganda, Ghana. All right. Give, give me one artist from each of those places that will keep you going for at least an hour.
1: I don't know. <laughs> no,
0: hey! Now, now, now the protest has begun. They, 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 are, they, are, they, are, they are writing the placards. They are protesting. They are writing to Ramaphosa. They are writing to uh, uh, what's my man's name in Ghana? I like
1: my. I I still like my old school nineties music, and then I still love my. Uh, I have
0: more old school South African music. Yes, Chaka Chaka, my um, Brenda. I'm uh,
1: I'm talking. Ab- then hey, I also like. You know, I am I love Afro beats as well. I love Afro The beats. new
0: one or the old one?
1: I Me, mean, I just love music beats. Okay. I don't I don't really I'm not one of those people who doesn't really yeah, go by the I mean artists. the new one is hot.
0: But I yes. mean, the old I'm one telling you one what, what I'm saying,
1: I'm, you know how there are people who are very good at following Musicians, mm-hmm. that's not me. I okay. go with sound. So you just go with sound. <laughs> sound. Okay. I, I just feel the, I feel the <laughs> beat. But that's how I, I, knew, I that's how
0: I, I was like, there's no way bushy doesn't dance. I knew you. I, knew I do. You I dance. love I, my I music. Dance, yeah. so that's, that's why I was. I like.
1: also used to like Zouk. I like Oh, uh, Zouk. Zouk is, yes. is the uh, best. Um, I like my coffee me um, there as well. Oh, you, know? you know, I love that music. <laughs> that man. That man. Something back in the day. It reminds me of
0: my my late uncle. It was like that 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 man that man not he sing. He not wait, How many people we have in his band? Well, the boys will come out and start dancing. Ah, but my uncle was waiting for the girls to dance. It was, it was, <laughs> it was it wasn't it. He'll be complaining anytime the boys. I mean, I'm well, trying to learn dance moves from the boys. He'll be complaining.
1: He's like, well, where
0: am like, Hey, this man, your wife is here. Oh. <laughs> Without mm. we, were, we were I just, quiet. I just you know. like
1: them. You know, I just love the sounds. <laughs> you know, the sounds. That is, and That kind of thing. I mean very versatile music yeah
0: you know? I, I, I like me i enjoy music from every me, part every, of africa and, and, and
1: me even glo- i like world music everywhere everywhere like and i am a big let me tell you something i'll be on i also love my a lot of my gospel music i mm-hmm. love my gospel music it's it just keeps me grounded
0: there's a band from uh, togo togo children's band mm-hmm. I don't know if you had that uh it's in my daughter's playlist i put them um, you might like them. I'll probably text them to you. Okay, that
1: would be wonderful. But, Thank uh, you.
0: Let me see. I'm just trying to mention their name for the listeners. Um, the, the group of girls who had never played music in their lives. And they, um, they taught them how to play different instruments. And Wow. Have an you album. seen the
1: Massacre Kids?
0: Massacre Kids.
1: You should check them the, out. They're Uganda? Yes. The, I, th- I think they've Is also done... No they are dancers, and then they've also been with Eddie Kenzo. he brought awareness to those young kids then also it's um yeah, they've become a sensation all over you know mm. um. French Montana has also you know featured them i'm not i mean those kids no. my my they... my little my three year old loves the Masaka kids the authenticity mm. <laughs> you should listen you should watch them. Your daughter would like likely love them. Yeah, my my daughter
0: is very picky right now. It's tough to get on a music video. At one point in time, oh, star feminine band, yeah.
1: Mm-mm, I don't know them.
0: It, um, it's their band is the music is quite okay. good. Okay, yeah. I should uh, try.
1: it. Th- I should check I them out.
0: It, it's. I think uh, was it last year or year before that mm-hmm. I heard about them the first time and they've been growing with their with the that's music great. so i don't know if they, I hope, I hope they stay with it but uh, I, I i hope the uh, people get because it's like the more they get better instruments the sound you includes. feel that okay yeah, that's so, nice but at um, least the sound quality I think is so, not somebody donated music equipment to their school mm. and they got a music teacher who just taught them to. and those really? girls just started making each all it's all a girl band and they just started rocking and
1: That's awesome. They sing
0: in Togolese and uh, one of Togolese languages, and they just rock it. It, It's nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you'll like them. All right. So thanks a lot for coming on the show. Um, You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been lots of laughs. Before I I officially uh, begin to wrap it up, uh do you have anything coming up that you like to share that you like to you know give us you know you, any projects or any
1: yeah there's something that i'll keep telling you but uh the, right now there's this uh, trade show taking place in johannesburg in no- november okay uh with um hosted by south africa and the um, African sim bank and um the africa union so we're going to also have a diaspora um, pavilion. Nice. And with exhibitors in the continent in uh, Durban. Uh, that's around uh, November 15th to November 21st. I'll send you details on that. So I'm actively okay. involved in that.
0: Yeah, please yeah. do. Please do. <clears throat> I'll, sh- I'll share it and uh, yeah, flyer and all that. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll share it on my platform.
1: And then I'll just let you know. I mean, the it's. Projects keep coming. On. I mean, I'm all constantly working on something. I, know. I, just <laughs> I
0: know you. <laughs> uh, oh, for um, for someone who would like to get into moderating, you know, hand, uh, moderating a panel, mm-hmm. uh, what what advice will you give to them when it comes to like moderating in person or moderating um, online?
1: First of all, I'd say. Don't be discouraged. Show up, mm-hmm. because sometimes people feel like they don't have the experience. Uh, other people are better than them.
2: Yeah,
1: other people speak better than them. They feel, oh, I may have an accent. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember what makes you tick, and if you feel that there's that element that makes you tick, you can channel that into the show, regardless of online or offline. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, appearance, I mean, image is everything. Why I say that? You're on a Zoom call or whatever call, and you don't think you should look good. Yeah. You should, hey, if you're a lady, you can wear, wear light makeup if you can, or if you don't need it, that's okay. Just be well-groomed mm-hmm. because how your audience perceives you is important
2: Yeah,
1: as well as... If in person, the same thing, you know, it's just about how you take care of yourself. Don't go and then being aware of your background, mm. yeah. the clutter, you I know, <laughs> just making sure you you pay attention to the detail, as yeah. you were saying, those Raphael. Little those little details, you might say, a shoe is in the corner, <laughs> and yeah. someone is seeing that, right? Mm-hmm. Especially now that we're doing anything,
0: can dist- Those little things can distract.
1: Yes, yes. You know, and all people, oh, that, people can think you're sloppy and yet yeah. that may not necessarily be the case. Mm-hmm. So you just put your best foot forward and just looking online or asking people who you think you look up to how what how how you can improve. It's mm-hmm. willing to learn and willing to listen. Being coachable. Yeah. Because sometimes we think we know it all mm-hmm. and we might have the con we might have the information, but it's not getting to the right audience because mm. we think we know it all. And yet if you talk to someone, they could tell you, "Hey, I think you need to ad- maybe adjust your programming a bit, yeah. or should also be willing to pivot. Maybe it's not working out. Be able to, you know what? Let me change from this to something else, but co- and then you'll continue. Your show,
0: also. I like that. I agree with that too because um, it applies to even podcasting. Mm-hmm. And um, when I started, I reached out to a couple of podcasters. Mm-hmm. I got good feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, some gave me a great advice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because my confidence was really low, mm-hmm. so I had. You're doing staff. a great
1: job. Um, I'm telling you. Thank you. And it's like the flow. The. Yeah. Um, the flow, and you're making it. You're authentic. You're doing it the way you feel comfortable. Because mm-hmm. let me give an example. You have your style that's different from someone else. Yeah. And your style suits you, and that's what's going to propel you. Mm-hmm. And then you just add the other things to embell- embellish. But the most important thing is you're your best seller. That's
0: true. That's true. And I, I, you know, when others reach out to me, I make sure I let them know that yeah. You have it. I will help you as much as I can and I you know that, you know, that you're doing the right thing by reaching mm-hmm. out because you're encouraging it's, it's, them it's a, it's a good it, people reach you know we, we talk and don't just believe that um, you must carry it. you must do it all on your own exactly. when you need help you know ask be able I to ask I, I still ask because, ask because you, let me tell you people. sometimes
1: uh, what people don't realize is that actually vulnerability is a superpower yes
0: yeah, it's, it's a strength yes
1: because we sometimes think, "Oh, if I act vulnerable and ask, people think I don't know."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yet, you're not going to improve yourself as a result if you don't ask.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. See, that—that's another reason why I wanted you here because <laughs> there's so much gems that you drop. Oh, so thank you. I mean, I'm
1: also learning. I'm also—I've learned so much just being on this wonderful show. And uh-huh. um, I'm—I wish you all the best with it. I'm sure it's going to—it's. The next time we come back on, yeah. it's going to be lit. Continue to being lit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, um, well, this question, I don't know. That, the answer you just gave could have qualified for the final question answer. But I, I will still make you drop another gem again. So, final question. What would you like to leave the audience with? Could be you know, a line from your favorite book. Could be a line from your... Favorite song, it could be a line from, I don't know, and, and you just, you're freestyling now, it's just your moment of freestyle.
1: What I'll say is, um, sometimes people think giving, if you give, you're wasting time, you're wasting your life. Why, and we always think about them, what's the return? But this is my philosophy on giving, we're gifts. As individuals and when you give value eventually success will definitely come to you and I like to highlight this with the African proverb if you want to go um, if you want to go alone go fast you've heard of that eh? yes and if yes. you want to go far go together. together. Mm -hmm. In other words, we should be willing to have synergies and share and learn from one another. Not just thinking someone, when someone comes to you to ask you for something, they're taking something from you. Mm -hmm. Have you seen situations where someone's like, oh, so and so is always, I'm always the one giving and they're always, why are you always thinking that way? We have to change our mindset from that. I've done
0: that too. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we've all Gone through that. But you should be actually grateful that the person actually thinks of you as value. And we can think of ways of how we can collaborate and make bigger things. You know, creating yeah. synergies.
2: Awesome. That's true. Yeah,
1: great. And it, uh, nothing, nothing, department. nothing, all the stuff you do is not in vain. Someone is watching. Might not be necessarily be the person you have blessed. It could be someone else who's ready to bless you.
0: I, I knew there were some gems coming. so <laughs> uh,
1: we, no! We uh, we try and we other people also give uh, us wisdom too.
0: Thank you so thank much you. for that. So, um, where can people find you? If, uh, people want to get in touch.
1: I'm on Instagram as Busi Matsiko Anden. I'm also on LinkedIn as Busi Matsiko Anden and on Facebook as Busi Matsiko Anden.
0: Okay, and I'll add all um, all those links to the show notes and you can connect there and follow Busi and you'll be blessed. You'll have a lot of learning. You, you, you'll you be much better off, you know. You, you won't be the same anymore. So, um, Looking forward to the uh, event in November. I'll share that too, when I get that, and yeah. So, um, how, how you say thank you in your language? No, how you say that? Is that, Ugandan or South African?
1: Okay. Uh, in my language, you say, webale.
0: Webale. 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 okay. Mm-hmm. So, Webale Busi, for coming on the show. Appreciate you always. And um to everyone listening, Webale and um see? You
1: said you even said it the Luganda way which is Webale in, uh, in my other the, it's the R, but still that's still I uh, sp- speak Luganda too, so no, okay. <laughs> that's see, okay.
0: See? You guys you guys you guys <laughs> see, I, I might have some Luganda roots that exactly. wasn't my Yeah,
1: you
0: know, I mean, I'm connected everywhere. So, yes. You know. So Webale everybody
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh the love coming in don't forget to love uh, like sub- uh, subscribe um go on apple five stars positive reviews keep it coming in join us on patreon also for bonus content you know and i'll see you at the next episode thank you for the privilege of your company thanks for listening to white label american if you enjoy the show we'll appreciate if you rate review and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label american. Thank you for your support.